Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness, a tool available to everyone to empower us to be more self-aware for greater control of our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through simple mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and similar applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, what if should is an illusion? What if should is one of the biggest causes of suffering? And I mean all the ways in which we apply should to the way the world and our lives should be. What if there is no should? So what does that even mean? A lot of the things that tend to frustrate me in particular are things involved with should, some of which are very personal, some of which are quite impersonal. For example, I should be making more money. I should be doing more of this. I should be doing more of that. I should be better with Y versus X. I should be more consistent with my diet and exercise and so on and so forth. But then beyond that, The world should be a kinder, more compassionate place. People should be more generous. These are valid when it comes to our life experiences, but they aren't reality. Just because we think something should be a certain way doesn't mean that it's going to be or that it actually should be how you think it should be. Should, as such, is an illusion. This ties into Einstein's quote, reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. Should is often tied to how we believe reality should be, and what reality that we think it should be, should be. Now that might seem kind of convoluted and a little bit circular, but think about it. How often do you look at things in the world and go, well, that should be like that, or they should be like that, or we should be like that, and on and on and on. Where did this come from? Recently, I began to read Byron Katie's Loving What Is, which was recommended by Jen Sincero in her You Are a Badass, which is one of my favorite self-help books. And as I began to read Byron Katie's Loving What Is, I started to come to this realization that this whole idea of should and how we apply it to life, the universe, and everything is actually getting in the way of doing things in our lives, and it causes a tremendous amount of utterly unnecessary suffering. Why? Because should isn't what is. Now, that doesn't mean that what is isn't something that is changeable or that we could work to change, because let's be honest, change is the one and only constant in the entire universe. But when you look at something and say it should be like this or it should be like that, you're creating this idea for reality that may not be based in reality at all. So what on earth am I talking about here? Should, simply put, is not what is. What does that mean? Being in the now with what is is where this comes into play, but let me get into this a little more in depth here. The idea is that right now, what is is what is. How your life is when you remove all of the illusions of what you think it should be, or the ways in which you desire for it to change is often quite different from what currently is. And when it comes to what is, we often lose focus on it. We don't pay attention to it because we think it should be a certain way. And when it's not, we get stuck in 
why it's not. And we start to analyze this idea for reality that isn't reality. Now, that can seem really crazy, but I think, again, it ties into Einstein's idea of reality being an illusion. When you think about how things should be, you're not focusing on what is. And, as Byron Katie puts it, loving what is. Because it's not just a matter of accepting, but of engaging with it, and in many respects, appreciating it. Because often, what is isn't nearly as bad as worst-case scenarios make it out to be, or the ways that we think it should be different. Being in the now with what is is amazingly tied to everything I talk about, and it comes together with self-awareness and conscious reality creation and mindfulness, and they all play together when you get right down to it. To genuinely be with what is, we need to be mindful and present in the now. And it's easy to look at everything that should be as though it's logical, because it's very easy to look at the world and say, of course there should be more kindness in the world, of course there should be more compassion, and there should be more peace, which looks great. But as soon as we labor with that and we try to bring it into being, we're completely disconnected from the present. We're not here now. We're not with what is, because instead we're looking at a what we think should be, and that's not what is. Now, it's very, very easy to lose sight of this, and it's super easy to get disconnected from it, but what should be isn't what is, and that can be deeply infuriating, especially when you're looking at a situation that's logical to you, like ideas of peace and compassion and kindness. Well, they should be that way. Well, sure, they should, but what if they're not, and how do you know that they should be that way? Who are you to judge that? This is where this gets super complicated because we get so focused on these ideas of should and this illusion of how things should be that we're not here now with what really truly is. This can be attached to both the personal and the impersonal. And what gets really problematic about should is how it can be attached to both the personal and the impersonal in our lives. Again, I refer you back to the idea that people should be kinder, more compassionate, and there should be more peace in this world. Well, that's great. But what happens when you look at your own stressors in life? And what happens when you look at the shoulds and attach them to how your life should be? I should take better care of my health. I should exercise more. I should, I should, I should. You could do this ad nausea until you've lost your mind and you get so stuck in this idea of this illusionary reality that you lose sight of actual reality. And then you stress out because what should be isn't what is. Now that can be really disconcerting because a lot of the shoulds are utterly logical. There's no good reason to say that people shouldn't be better, happier, healthier, kinder, take your pick, attach should to any of these concepts. And yet, how do you know that that's true? Who are you to pass the judgment and say, well, yeah, of course that's how it should be. You don't know. And it's not what is. What is tends to be super confusing because you don't realize that it's not as complicated as you might make it. 
we get super caught up in these ideas that how the world should be is something worth fighting for and changing. And sometimes it is. I'm not saying that it's not. But a lot of the time, we look at these ideas for how things should be completely disregarding what is. And the thing is, what is is what is. And oftentimes, if you don't work from reality, if you don't come from what is here and now in this present moment, you can't build better. You can't foment change. You can't create consciously a better reality. And that's really disconcerting because all of us strive to be good people, I think. I don't think there are very many people in this world who don't actually try their best to be good, to do good for the world. Now, there are people who I think are a lot more selfish than that, who think that what they do that's good for the world isn't actually good, but I don't know. I'm not in their heads, nor do I want to be. The only one in my head, heart, and soul is me. Likewise, the only one in your head, heart, and soul is you. So I don't know what's right for you. I don't know what is for you versus what is for me. And that's a big part of where this gets even more complicated because we get so focused on the ideas of should that we don't see what is or that what is for me might not be what is for you. We are very different people. I am not you. You are not me. We are among eight billion human beings on planet Earth. Every single one of us has a different perspective on life, the universe, and everything. How we view reality, how we believe reality to be, varies from person to person. And while there are universal things that we tend to agree on, we don't entirely agree on them. Because a lot of this gets stuck in the idea of should, and we lose sight of what is. And then we get all stressed out about it and make ourselves crazy trying to change the world to what it should be. When if we just were more conscious of what is, we'd be so much less stressed and so much more free. And I think a lot of the things that we seek in this life come down to us being more free. Empowerment without a focus on should seems more and more to be grounding and centering and connected the more I look at it, which is part of why I question, what if should is an illusion? Because I think that it is in a lot of respects. And a lot of what we look at here is just these ideas about how the world is supposed to be and how it should be. But it's not. What is is something different. The more I analyze and explore this idea about there being no should and that should is an illusion, the more I feel centered, grounded, and connected to life, the universe, and everything. The more I see what is rather than what should be and see that it's a much easier place to work from for conscious reality creation and mindfulness and making choices for who, what, where, how, and why I desire to be. And remember, those are the only choices any of us have control over. You cannot control anybody else. I can't control anybody else. We have control only of ourselves. Without should, the way to greater empowerment of ourselves is a lot clearer because we're working from what is rather than what should 
be. We're not trying to create based on something that's not true, just like we're not creating from the void. We are working with what is. And to me, that seems a lot clearer. Without the illusion of should, I can work with what is to build better without unnecessary suffering. Because a great deal of what we attach should to causes stress and suffering and discomfort that we don't need. At least I certainly don't. I'm pretty sure you don't. But I don't know. Maybe you like a little bit of stress and suffering. Some people seem to really enjoy that. More power to you if that's you. But for me, I'd much rather feel the freedom of not being beholden to that. Now, one important caveat to all of this, okay? I'm not saying that we shouldn't do our part to make the world a better place. But rather than work with what should be, we need to begin with what is. And then from that recognition of what is, instead of trying to create what should be, we should change what is to reflect that. And the only way you can do that is to change yourself. You cannot change the world at large. You cannot impact the greater good of the world from without. You can only do it from within. Self-awareness completely ties into this. This is where the entire concept of self-awareness for everyone comes into play. Because when you're mindful like that and you recognize your power by being more self-aware, you're empowered to change yourself in the ways that you desire to better your life experience. And when you do that from what is rather than a should that's quite probably illusionary, you are more empowered to make real logical changes that can have a completely positive impact on you. And once you positively change yourself, that can then go on and positively impact other people. You can't change them, but you can sure as hell make yourself a better example. That is a huge part of why should might just be an illusion, whereas what is, is, and self-awareness helps us to recognize that for what it is. Okay, today's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness is going to use the questions that Byron Katie created for what she calls the work in her loving what is. I am unapologetically lifting this from her, and I hope that she understands this is with love and respect, because to be honest, I think this is brilliant, and I am working to apply it more to my life. This is how this works. There are questions that we get to ask that help us see what is versus this concept of what we think should be and work from there. Choose something that you think should be a certain way. It can be personal. It can be impersonal. It can have a direct impact on you or it can impact the world. So it could be, I should take better care of myself or people should be kinder. And then once you've identified that, Write it down and then ask the following questions. One, is it true? Now, don't argue this point. Don't come up with justifications. This is a simple yes or no question, i.e., is it true that people should be kinder? This is the kind of thing where you need to really look at it from a perspective of, do I know or do I think I know? So really analyze that before you answer it. Now, if you get to know as your answer, you can skip the second question and go to question three. But if your answer is yes, here's question two. Can you absolutely know that it's true? Also, this needs to be a yes or no question because can you absolutely know that people should be kinder? Is that true? 
Now, you might think it is, but really analyze it and look at it for what it is and look at what is versus this idea of what should be. And then, yes or no, how do you answer these questions? Question three, how do you react? What happens when you believe this thought? Write it out. Think and feel it as you put it on the paper and really consider, well, how do I find myself thinking and feeling? What do I believe when this thought is dominating me? And four, who or what would you be without that thought? If you're hyper-focused in the idea that people should be kinder in the world at large, how does that impact your day-to-day life activities? How does that impact you and what you choose to do? And are you focused on something that frankly isn't helping you to build a better life for yourself or anybody else? Or are you adding stress and unnecessary insanity to your life you just don't need. These are things that you can come to realize as you analyze who or what you'd be without that thought. Once you've done this, reverse it and or apply it to yourself. For example, people shouldn't be kinder or I should be kinder. Because when you look at it from this perspective and you start to see what is versus what should be, you're going to find that releasing the illusion of should makes you more consciously aware and self-aware, which then allows you more room to make changes as you desire to make. Now, admittedly, this might not sit well because some of the ideas that you're going to come up with when you take a should and reverse it are going to be really distasteful. But that doesn't mean that in the context of what is and finding the balance and identifying how should might be an illusion, you don't make things better for yourself. The idea of this is to show you how should is a loaded idea that may or may not be based on what is versus what you think should be and how that impacts your life experience. Because when all is said and done, you only get one shot at this life in that body. And if you're so focused on should that you aren't exploring and working with what is, change is going to be a lot harder for you to dictate, direct, and control especially just for yourself. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope that you've enjoyed sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and learning other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me via Instagram at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Please take a moment to explore the Etsy shop from Fima Honey, the amazing creator of my cover art, Italia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon. I hope you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. And as always, please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be.